This is an Alliance podcast. Welcome to the episode of the Forty Culture Podcast, soccer podcast for us by us. Talk about your section of Black culture and soccer. Got your boy here, Grego here. We got a whole new team chocolate going on here today, this week, baby. Like we we all up in here. We got four squares of chocolate ready for you, man. Uh, once again, joining with me is the homeboy Yogi from Wherever Seen Ninety Three. What's good with you, man? Good, man. I'm not ready to go back to work. I want another pandemic. <laughs> it hasn't even stopped yet. That's the thing. You but... gotta finish this one first. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Just throw another one in there. Give us the black plague or bubonic plague or something. I don't care. I don't know if I'm going to go like they, they have bubbles and shit on, on, on their skin. Face I'm like, nah. That one you can keep. Um, <laughs> down here to my right, we got our man, man, L from Two Cents FC. What's good with you, bro? Yo, it's good. Chilling, man. And the person down here below me, I have been trying to get him back on the show and like, cause like he he had this complaint back over somewhere. He wants to be on a podcast where he doesn't talk about the Henny Derby. And then of course I finally get him on here, and it's the week of the Henny Derby. So hey, he's got nobody to blame but himself. But hey, it's it's all good. We got Kyle Carr from Featherstone Flamingos, bro. What's good? Welcome back, man. I, I will say when I made that comment, it was mainly don't bring me on to talk just Henny Derby. Like, don't make that the sole focus of the episode. <laughs> and it, we, we tried. We tried. There just every week there's something going on and just it didn't work out. It I mean, we, we have we have three grown ass adults, some, you know, and, and, then, and then me and, you know, try to deal with responsibilities and shit. And actually, I, I get it. I get it. I get it. But yeah, we we got uh Henny Derby this week, so yeah, we, we gotta make sure that we that we talk about that. We got we we missed last week, you know, we, we got all the schedule just all jacked up. But hey, we're back here. We're here. We're here to talk to you. Like podcast apps, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Audio Boom, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, all of them, and of course FTC, UTD, YouTube. Oh, damn, how many damn stations you own? You doing radio too, dude? Shit, you like the Steve Harvey? some radio next. You never want to. You never. You, you never know what what podcast apps people use because not everyone's an Apple person. Some people like you know they do other shit. So that's what Spotify is for, right? Well, I smell broke here. I smell <laughs> broke. It, it didn't, no, it, Apple messed up their whole podcast app. They made it worse. It made yeah. it worse. So, yeah, wherever, wherever it is that you that you find us, we're glad that you're listening to us. Because yeah, man, we got so a little bit to catch up on from last week, but yeah, we just got some fresh stuff to uh, to get into this week. Of course, it's uh, you know it's a, it's a it's a still it's an extended international week because because of COVID. Instead of two games, you got three games. Uh, the USA's played two. A lot of drama's going on right now with the USA, and we're gonna get into that. And, and like I said, you know, it's, it's, it's any time, you know, in the culture. So it's, it's about to be a good time. But um, I just wanted to ask y'all real quick. Have y'all listened to, to the CLB yet? Yeah, I, I have. one little light run through. Yeah. So, I've done so what are y'all thinking? Uh, so what are y'all thinking? It's extra mid, in my opinion. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. It's not his best work for like. Yeah, it's not. Art. 
for all the shit mm-hmm. he put us through, like it's not it's not standing up to the expectations. The only song I beg with is knife. Uh now you talk. That and you only live twice. I like that one as well. Yeah. But I it reminds me of views where it got all this hype, it got all this attention, and then it was just okay. Like there's some good songs out there. The first half of the album sucks. The second mm-hmm. half got a lot better. Yeah. And that Night fucking way too, se- way too sexy is a terrible song. I'm gonna stand by that. It, 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 the it music just, video's funny, but the song sucks. It just has a catchy a catchy hook. That's that's pretty much all it is. It's just so okay. Catchy. So y'all remember when J. Cole dropped um I can't remember the name of the album, but he dropped the album and it wasn't like a summer album. I think it was last year. Was it, it was four like, eyes yeah. only? Yeah. Or KOD? yeah, yes. For my eyes only. Okay. It wasn't a summer album. It was like a fall album. It was like an album like you vibe and chill to. Okay. This, if he dropped this at the beginning of the summer, way too sexy is like the summer anthem. Like it's been blasted. That's but true. It's the fall, and you not really club it like that anymore. Like people, you know, if, if he dropped drop that in yeah, the summer, it's, 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 it's about to be cuffing season. So you know, yeah, it's, it's a whole it's a whole different vibe. Like the the playlist changes up from summer. To the fall, you like, yeah, like, come on, baby, like, I'm trying to, I'm trying to get you home and all this. I'm, about, I'm about to, you know, take you inside the bubble and everything and, and show you what's really good. <laughs> and, uh, I'm like Weston McKinney, bruh. But, uh, but like, I, because I'm still trying to get over, um, uh, Donda. Like, so, like, if you could compare, which one, like, would you say is better? I haven't even. Oh, listened CLB, because I'm, I'm not listening. I'm, to I'll, people, I'll go but... CLB. <laughs> I'm not listening to that trash. Kanye got no burn. Like yeah, the, no. The, the, the the listening parties that didn't catch on. Y'all, y'all didn't like like the house in the middle of Soldier Field. Like we already like know what Donda is going to be like. It was going to probably be something similar to Yeezus or the like. It's the life of Pablo, but worse. I don't, and I have not listened to it, but that's just my guess with all the bullshit that's been going on. Man, it's the life of, of all, Pablo, but worse. I'm not playing no Kanye album because he thought slavery was a choice. Secondly, I ain't playing no goddamn Kanye album because he didn't charge black people for a damn listening party. So y'all can't figure out what songs y'all like and don't like. No, I'm not listening to that trash. <laughs> Nothing at all. No, not even a little bit. What he said no, songs. That's you to too be a many songs. <laughs> I don't have time for 27 songs. Is the album good or is it trash? I haven't bothered with it either, so. All right, so I don't know why you asked that question. Hey, I just wanted to make sure. I just wanted to make sure, man. Like, I wanted to make sure you know that we're we're good, man. Uh, I don't have time for Kanye. I don't have time for it. I tried. I tried. You know, what's what's, what's good with you, TK? Yeah, what's up? What's up? This man man is on his vacation. He said, you know what? I still got to record and and, uh, and, and, and see what's up. That oh, dedication good, right there. Right. Yeah, man. You know, I'm on a, an isle, a mile wide island somewhere in the Gulf. I won't reveal, you know, GPS specifics. But that's that's what's. Up. I mean, there was one good thing that came from from uh, Drake's album, and and it's just a subtle reminder that Andre Lauren Benjamin is still that motherfucker, and it's just a shame that, you know. We all get we get so little of him, and 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 I think that's what makes what he does that more special. Because for those of y'all that don't know, what Drake decided to do on CLB was leak out a a cut from what was supposed to be on Kanye's album with 
Andre 3000. And everybody's like, yo, where was this? What happened? And that's a shame. It's just a shame because the street, the streets need Andre. The streets always need Andre in, in, in their lives, man. These are two yeah. man children that are beefing, and somehow three thousand got involved in it. I don't know why. That seems wrong. How do you, how do you how, how do you beef with um with three thousand? How do you beef? Oh, no, with three no one has problems three thousand. No, I'm not. No, I'm just saying like 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 how do you just just say, hey, we just gotta appreciate what we have because we don't get it that often, and you know just just and just go with it. And for whatever reason, Kanye was like, nah, this this cut wasn't working, but. And the uh, one thing I actually found out was kind of interesting was that apparently he only recorded um, that track like a couple weeks ago. Like the shit was in real time. I was like, yeah, I was, I was just chilling and like, hey, I, I went ahead and just dropped dropped um dropped a few bars real quick. But yeah, whatever, whatever, whatever's going on between Kanye and Drake, streets don't need that right now. Streets don't need that. I think what happened is the song didn't get used because. Andre cussed in it and Kanye was trying to have like a clean album or whatever. Um, and he didn't know. So I think that's why the song didn't get used. But then for some reason, Ye put a, a diss verse on it and Drake caught wind of it. He was under, doing an interview on Sirius XM and leaked the track. And people paid it for no, for no good re- reason. Kanye's really trying to tell us he couldn't add that to the album. He had 27 other songs. And you tell him you can't put one more. You know what the Once funny again, thing is, man, he charged the community for a goddamn listening party. Next, you tell him you can't bleep out a couple cuss words. Just like just like this, just, just silence the audio. Like, hey, we, we have all done our fair share of podcast production. Like, we know, like, we can just easily just silence that audio real quick, keep the music going, and keep that thing rolling. Like, it's it shouldn't be that hard, but here we are. Here we are. You're right. I think that the thing is that maybe no one has brought up is um, he was trying, to, or maybe I guess highlighted, but like the, the pure essence of the album that he was trying to capture. And then I think there was a good highlight on it on, uh, on Instagram Reels from um, what's the radio show? Um, Owen was talking about it. Basically, he was kind of dissing on Kanye about it, but he's like, hey, Andre said he wanted to make the verse, you know, sincere, so he didn't think it would convey necessarily without the person. And uh, I think that was more along the lines of why. Yeah, yeah, but hopefully, whatever it is that that, hopefully you guys are enjoying at least some of CLB. Listen, Donda, we, we got done for you. It just it is what it is. Got to go with God on that one. But um, speaking of going with God, you gotta gotta head up on this. Uh, these World Cup qualifications, and we we got some drama on our hands apparently because we ain't won a game yet, and it is no drama. If you want to, they see lost drama, a game either. <laughs> but that's exactly. the thing. If you want There's... to see drama, comes up in USL League One. That's drama. That is hard. Talk about that fucking league right this now. This ain't no drama. <laughs> we will, we will get to that. Two games. We will, we will get to that. Some Ford Madison shit right now. I'll draw in games right now. We will get to that shortly, but no, I, of course, because like y'all have seen the the, the drama on, on social media, like because even though we have it lost, we have it won. And I think given the expectations of the U.S. national team, which 
for me, has always been way overblown. Even with what we have, I don't think that they know how to win in tough environments yet. Because, I mean, we have we have guys at top clubs in Europe now. But at the same time, where in Europe are you gonna, are they going to get an, an environment like they have in, in El Salvador where you got you got to have like armed guards protect you from taking a corner kick. They don't have Europa that conference league. <laughs> it won't be that. <laughs> Maybe, hopefully. But um, but yeah, like, like maybe it's gonna all of our best players in England. England. Maybe we need to send them to like Poland and uh, you know Ukraine. Russia. <laughs> yeah, send them there. Some of what what a hard hard living. Right. Some hard living, man. I mean, I mean you we'll got, get hit by a battery can. They'll right. figure it out. But um, I mean, because like we uh, we've we talked about this, you know, offline plenty of times the past couple of days. And personally, I, I, I think that this the onus is on Burhalter, honestly, because I don't think that he's necessarily like called the best lineup for each match. Because, like, the first game against El Salvador, he didn't have uh, uh, Brooks um, at center back. Uh, U.S. agent Pulisic, he was out because of COVID, so he wasn't available. But even with that, I don't think uh, Conrad did all that all that great. Uh, Aronson's been okay in both games. Like, I, I personally, I, I think that if if it had been left up to me, I would have switched him and Reyna. I think Reyna took on took on the ten roll, and Arison was out wide. I would have switched that. For some reason, I just I just like Arison better as but a ten. It was 10. the other way around. It was the other way around. Okay, Arison was playing and Reyna was out of wing, and they should have switched it. Aaron is playing the winger for Salzburg. Gino's playing the ten. Before. See, that's what happens when U.S. Soccer puts out a bad graphic as far as where everybody's lined up yet. But yeah, um, nice. well, let's say Fotmob didn't help with that as well because. They had it that way as how the U.S. set up, but um, in the Brooks one, I'm willing to give that a rate because Brooks hamstring only allow you to play him one game at a time, and see. I'd rather that be a home soul. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 I definitely. Get, I, I'll say this much: the one, the one thing they had, they had, they did get right is, of course, start, starting our man Miles Robinson. That's like, yeah. I think they found Brooks's partner, like. That's your guy. I think that the team light skin is in at center back all day long. As long as they're healthy, that's who you that's who you go with. Everybody else is basically uh, fighting for backup spots. So yep. you saying he's sliding in the DMs first? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you honestly. I mean, of course, me L. Together, we've seen everything up close with with Miles and what he's doing, and it's like it's not a shock. It's really not. I just think that everyone outside of Atlanta is like, no, they they've They're just catching up. Yeah, and um, I see, and he's definitely held his own, even despite the goal that um, that we gave up against Canada. I because I, that really was wasn't really on him, but um, but yeah, I think that. He's he's a lock as long as um well I don't think he's gonna play on Wednesday on Wednesday just because we got a game on Friday but as long as the time is there he's he's a lock he's an absolute lock. 
Yeah, I think that was the one decent thing about these last two games is I think we know what the back four is. You've got Dest when healthy. He's probably going to be right back. He struggled. He definitely struggled in both El Salvador and the half of Canada. Then you have Miles and John Anthony Brooks, and then you have Anthony Robinson on the left. So you you now have a back four, and you have Tyler Adams being able to shield them. So you at least, like that five, you're good. And then whoever between Turner and Stefan doesn't really matter. They're both going to be good enough to start there. So at least your defense, and that's the one thing the U.S. has done relatively well is they've defended perfectly fine. I mean, the goal that Canada scored, it was just a com- it was just a collection of errors. Yeah. I mean, Yablik gets burned. Miles doesn't get any isn't able to block the cross, which, you know, is what it is. John Anthony Brooks is completely ball watching. Matt Turner is not responding off his line. He was kind of flat footed. So, you I mean, it's like that was four players that all made mistakes where if one of them does something different, that goal probably doesn't happen. But mm-hmm. it, that is what it is. The attack, however, is the issue. And we still have that's on. been the issue, even in the Nations League final. They were yeah. struggling in the Gold Cup for most of the matches. They were struggling. Like their attack has consistently been their yeah. biggest problem. Yeah, which is weird. Which I feel like is the odd part is because you would think with the attacking talent that the U.S. has gained between U.S. agent between Geo between Arison Conrad, I mean healthy Tim Whale. Like you see all those guys. And when healthy, you think, okay, this should be a good enough attack. It just hasn't worked. And maybe that's just because no matter who you throw out the nine, they're just not enough of a threat. And that's the thing, because I think that we have guys that could lead up front, but I don't think they can lead up front by themselves. And well, I no, think Josh that, Sargent can't lead up front. He yeah. can't. No, no. I think that... So the other thing, too, is like every guy in that attack, is not the guy on their team. They are right. a supporting part. So no one is actually the guy. Like, no one is – like, I was making a point about uh, the second game about Pulisic. Like, Pulisic – the reason why Pulisic excels at Chelsea is because he gets so much – is because he has other people around him that They're you just have dominant. To, yeah, yeah. And you have to focus on them, so Pulisic shines. Where in the USMT, he is the guy, and he doesn't do – like, he doesn't do the same thing, but – I want to ask you guys this: Like, Greg has historically played this four-three, but if he's played this three in the back or this five-three-two, like the team looks a lot better. And right now we don't really have fullbacks; we have more wingbacks. Mm-hmm. We really don't attack man. We have a bunch of CMs, and we have strikers that want are great. Want solo strikers? They're kind of great in combination. So why not go to a five-three-two? Um, there's no I, I mean, wingers. I, 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 we do have wingers. I, I just think I that I think Conrad's the only pure winger. Like, that, okay, I can agree Pulisic, with that. He can. He is a guy that can play out on the wing, but mainly wants to cut inside. Right. Geo and Arison are the same. But like, they can play out on the wing. They can, right? But they're not true. I would not say they're really wingers. I think they're guys that would rather be in the middle, but can go out wide. And and that's I think that's part of the reason why I think that if you had two up front, it would definitely, you know, take some of the weight off of what that what each person would have if it was just them by themselves up front. Um, I think the issue there would is mainly that okay, and it's it's mainly a cosmetic thing is that if we have a, if we have two up front, that means that 
who do we sacrifice to make that work? Because you're more than likely going to have, you're still going to have McKinney, Adams, and Pulisic somewhere in that attack, attack in mid, midfield somewhere. So that that's three spots already taken. So you can that put Pulisic on top as a striker and play him as a second striker. Yeah, I'll, I could never see him as a second striker. But then, Aaron, and he's been playing as a false nine every once in a while for Salzburg. You can do that but, again. But then, yeah. okay, so let's so let's say you have Pulisic as as a second striker. You have uh, then you have your main striker. You have to figure that part out, and then you have McKinney and Adams. There's still one. There's still one more spot. And like, okay, like that, that's where the debate comes. Okay, because you have Reyna, you have Aronson, you have Wea, you have a lot of different options that. You know, depending on what you want to do, like like who fits, and I think that that's where the dilemma. Because I think I think a lot of it's just like more so just cosmetic, and they're like, hey, we want to have our stars out there starting. And I'm like, you have too many players for too few spots, and and t- I think at the end of the day, like you have to figure out like, like hey. Who can we win with them, and, and in what and in what formation? Like I said, I, I, I'm a definitely a big believer of whether it's a, a five three two or or a three five two. That's probably that probably takes the the best advantage of of the strengths of what we have. But I'm not sure if um if if they're bold enough to do that. I, I'm I'm just not sure on that. But um, and I think that. Going into this last game with with Honduras, it's like I don't want to say Burhalter's in danger, but at the same time, it kind of hit me while we were debating earlier. Like there's with with the in, with the international breaks being three games each now, that means there's seven games left from here until November. I'm not sure. He's make his, he makes it to all seven with with the results going as they are. <clears throat> I I think he stay. I think he's fine as long as he doesn't suffer catastrophic losses. And by catastrophic losses, I mean gets the doors blown off of him, blo- doors blown off them from like Panama. Doesn't get shell shocked against Costa Rica. Like if these happen at home, if those were to happen, then yeah, he's gone. But. If he even even if he draws against Honduras, a draw against Honduras on the road is a draw's not a okay. bad thing. Just I think like a El loss Salvador, might be a loss might be trouble, but a draw is okay. I think a loss would be not ideal. It would be bad. I don't think he would be on the hot seat now. If he gets because he still has Jamaica, he still has Mexico. I think if he can get the wins against Panama or Costa Rica, you're you're fine. You're fine. I think he'll at least have October. He'll probably get November. And then maybe after that, if things are still, if they're still sitting, you know, in that fourth, fifth range, then maybe they'll make a move. But I don't think they're going to make a move until at earliest after the November friendlies. Maybe well, it's least- just me, but I don't even think they make a move even if decent in four or five after the next four games. Because in the next four, he plays Honduras, Jamaica at home, Panama on the road, and Costa Rica at home. Yeah, and even like even crazy work because you know room for Jamaica, and we're about to be out by game four. Like our World Cup is done. Um, even if he's sitting there four or five at that point, U.S. Soccer makes a move because I really think it's going to come down to like 
one, how he does against Mexico. Mm-hmm. He's probably earned that. But then also, like, I just don't see U.S. soccer making a move. Like, I think it's more Twitter getting upset at Matt and being like, but well, you what? won one to two cups while you being these teams. And then also, like, we also got to remember a lot of casual fans thinking are coming into this. So when they see us not beat Canada, not beat El Salvador, and they don't know, like, oh, it's not CONCACAF. Yeah, this is CONCACAF of 2000. Yeah, like expectations are super duper high, but also like, things are fine. <laughs> even, but the other reason why I think he still gets at least until November. Who are you going to hire? Even if you want to get an MLS coach, you're going to have to wait until the MLS season ends to even have a chance to I, convince I, them to leave. And that actually goes to what I, the point I was about to make is like, I don't think people like, when you talk about general casual fans, I don't think they realize that U.S. soccer is largely broke because. Yeah. They've been getting sued like crazy the past like five, six, seven years, and all they really any of them are resolved yet. And they used to have a surplus of like 150 million. Now they're like, yeah, they're like close to nothing now. And yeah. and they're also like, who will want that job? Like everyone see how toxic the U.S. men's national team job is. It is uh, probably one of the top five toxic jobs out there. Who wants that? I mean, I think that. Well, I look at it like this. I think that the the player pool is there. I just think that dealing with U.S. soccer in general, who wants to deal with that? Dealing with the federation and the fans is not worth it. Like, you're not going to leave your stable, secure MLS job to take this job. For basically a a, a, a year-long contract. That's like – because you could – basically, you could, you could leave your job, start in January, and by next December – you're out of a job and you're like, okay, depending on how I did, like that basically determines what are my options. And like, if you're in a good spot, you're like, mm, I got to think on that a little bit. But uh, what, what are you thinking now, L? I'm sorry. He's going to get the full run to fail, essentially. <laughs> it doesn't make sense to cut him in the middle of the hex because. Yeah, exactly. Like, what's the point? So, like, if you don't make it, then boom, that's the, that's the scapegoat right there to cut him. Um, Because, you know, we're locked between. Now, if he loses anyway. to Jamaica, then yes, cut him. <laughs> I mean, but I mean, we're we're locked for 2026 anyway, so we're guaranteed to make that one because we're hosting. But for this one, um, they're not gonna they're not gonna cut them before the end before they know that for sure we're not gonna make it. Into the I'm not sure how qualifying is gonna work it for 2026 yeah. when three of the teams in the octagonal are all gonna well, automatically well, qualify. Well keep, well, keep in mind there that it expands. <laughs> yeah, the, the World Cup will expand and then. So, like, you'll likely have, like, more spots for CONCACAF, so it make it a little bit easier to uh, to work out the automatic spots. But I definitely think that if, if you – I don't think they want to go into that cycle having failed this qualification. And so, like, if, if it gets kind of close, because, mind you, um, the, the last games in, in, the, in the OC is Mexico, Panama, and Costa Rica. At Costa Rica, oh, you, you're at Mexico, Panama at home, and then at Costa Rica, and we don't have the greatest we don't we don't have the greatest records in in Mexico or Costa Rica. We matter of fact, never uh, won in Costa Rica. So, but if you do your job in January when you have El Salvador and Honduras both at home, you might at least you could at least probably go into those last three just thinking. A win, maybe even a draw at that point, because depending on how yeah. everything else goes, I, I think might you'd not, have to sh- the pressure might be lessened because 
all the if you can win those games, worst case, you can go into those last three thinking <clears throat> two even two points might be enough. Mm-hmm. And who knows what Mexico like Mexico might have already clinched by then. Like you don't know what's gonna happen. Some of those other squads, they might not bring their full top tier squad, especially Mexico, because that's still in the middle of their, you know, that's still Liga MX. It'll probably be the winter break at that point. Mm-hmm. But they might not have to bring a full squad at that point. Yeah. The other thing, too, about the U.S. men's soccer team is that we don't prepare properly for World Cup qualifying. Like, every year when it comes – well, not every year because you don't do World Cup qualifying every year. But it comes to World Cup qualifying, like, where do we do our training games at? Overseas, in Europe, on these pristine grounds in France, in England, in Switzerland, in Dublin. And, like, if they wanted to be real about this – it would be like, oh, we're going to go play against El Salvador or Guatemala and get players prepared for it. So it's not shot. That's even, thing, South America, even if they're going to South America. But um, played, like, I get COVID and everything really messed things up. I get that. It's a lot harder with COVID. But you could have played, you know, the Chiles on the road. You could have played Peru. You could have played Ecuador. You could have played some of these South American countries, and it might not give you the full CONCACAF experience, but you at least get used to playing in hot, humid weather in, you know, more hostile, like more engaged crowds. They, 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 they ain't trying to have those those friendlies down, down there and, 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 and get batteries thrown at them. Like, they, they ain't about that life, but. Besides miles. I mean, you get batteries thrown at you now. What like, you think Honduras about to do? Probably throw a game on the field. Besides uh, Miles, who in that starting lineup has played CONCACAF Champions League? Uh, Costa, I think. Did Tyler Adams um, possibly? Well, no, maybe not. No. Uh, no, uh, no, no. No. Tyler he might have. He might have. Uh, Rodan. Rodan has. Um, okay. So it's only a few of them that know, that really know. Yeah, boy. Yeah. Like, yeah. The but even then, like you're naming fringe player guys. Like you're naming right. guys that. Our friends, that, yeah, like not too many of the European guys have done it because they most of them just jumped straight into Europe. So, yeah, that they they haven't been exposed to that, you know, those type of games. And I, I definitely think, especially given how young this team is, I think that um, you you need guys that that kind of know how to prepare for um, for those environments because they ain't easy. But I think that's why Berhalter put up the lineup he did against El Salvador. You had DeAndre uh, Yedlin, who was used to it. You had Tim Ream, who's been used to it. You had can can, can we do something about Tim Ream, please? I mean, like hey, he did his job. He did his job. He did not screw up. He hey, not a lot of you know, Tim Ream is Mister Reliable. Like Tim Ream never Tim Ream. If we make it to the World Cup, he's going to make that roster because he does his job. Like no matter like no matter how bad them legs are. How matter how slow he, he is, he's he gonna have a job. He did not he, get he, torched, and that was the most impressive thing for him. He didn't get. I did not see any highlight of him getting burned by anyone, like he did in that uh, Nations League final. Yeah, and, and that's like, and that's good for him. It, that's it, a it good might, game for him. It might work for Concacaf. I just know. I, I, he he might he might surprise you. Like you like you remember how um, Beckerman did in, in the 2014 cycle. Like you were like, you never really saw the value during qualifications. Then the world cup came and said, Oh, I get it now. It actually makes sense now. But I, I just don't understand with, um, with Reem and I mean, all. But also um, he's going to be there because, uh, what's his name for Nashville is out. 
Well, speaking of people that are out, because we got we got to get into this tea real quick, because uh, oh, I just wanted some cheeks. That was it. There ain't no tea. <laughs> Next thing, move on. No, man. <laughs> I mean, it's it's uh, it's just one of those. It's we need to we need to talk about this, man, because uh, my man got sent out. You guys at home. You got. You got said. Hey, you need to go to back to Italy because this Weston McKinney got sent out because not only did he stay overnight outside of the bubble, he brought Shorty into the bubble that was not authorized. Because of course you're like, hey, they were given explicit instructions: no sex in the champagne room while you here. None of that, and. You know, he got he got confronted about that, and he uh, he got he got he was a uh, bench for the Canada game, and then as of yesterday, he got sent back to to uh, Italy. And I just gotta tell you, you know, get given the fact that it was multiple things that happened, I, I don't know if 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 West just said, you know, what, I'm home, I'm stateside, I'm I'm gonna do me, or if it's something deeper, because like. I mean, he wanted to dip. He wanted to dip his pinky toe in it, you know. And that's natural. Black women are a different brain, you know. They're a little thicker out there. He I ain't mean, seen that in Italy. Who say they were black? He didn't know what to do. It's who possible, you know. The um, the honky tonk uh, women, they 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 might have, you know, might have gone ahead and, and um, got them. But bachelorette parties a galore, right. you know. It'd be like we that. know, we know what Weston like, man. Look, I, actually, I don't were, here's the thing. I have no problem with the decision to send him home and to kick him. Like he he violated the protocol. It, it is what it is. Just like uh, Daniel House in the NBA bubble last year, he brought someone in and he immediately got kicked out. Mm-hmm. Like I get that you have to do it. He's also 23. He's gonna do dumb shit. And as long as they're as long as it was a consenting adult, that fine. that part I, I have no problem with. But here's the thing: is like for those of y'all that who. Have forgotten uh, le- uh, last like he season. He fucked up. He fucked up, but he, he did the same thing. Not, sports fuck up. He did. He did the same thing last year while he was um, at uh, with uh, his home club, um, Juventus, and and they rightfully missed him as well. So I'm like, if it's already happened once with your club, why would you do that with your national team? And that's the part I, I think I find myself honestly kind of troubled with because just. Follow with me. I mean, he saw Greg running around downtown Nashville. He was like, "Sure, I'm gonna go for a ride and go get I, I, I meant to download that video. When I thought I was like, "Hold up, we got, we got a, we got a situation <laughs> here." But I'm pretty sure Weston used that as his argument too. Like, you was outside running. You yeah, no mask on. Why can't I go get me some? Right, and, and, and it's literally a rule that says you can go on an outdoor run. <laughs> but that's the thing is like, and this, and, and and just follow me here because, like I said, like he had the same incident happen last year. With um, with his home club Juventus, and um, he got fined by the Italian police. Like it was, a, it was, it was a, a big deal and everything. But so for him to do it a second time now with this national team, I'm like, my worry is that he's going to be labeled as a troublemaker or somebody that basically just you know, every so often he basically just go up and does his own thing, and and especially in in with how Many clubs and teams expect that that level of professionalism. I worry that suddenly they're gonna be like, "Yeah, you might want to watch it around McKinney because sometimes he just does his own thing." 
and it it just it's a messy situation that I hope doesn't. Hopefully, he gets he gets in front of it and tries to temper this down a little bit because it could get real. The how it affects his future, especially with him being only twenty three, that could jack him up long term. Yeah, you gotta. You got all right. You got to kind of take a step back. This is not an excuse for McKinney at all. Mm-hmm. Think about it. You went from you know Dallas. You at home. You go over to Schalke. Ain't really nothing out there. You know what I'm saying now you hit the big stage. Juventus, all the right. lights on you. Playing for the national team, killing it. You know what I'm saying you're starting to now. You have like a, a level of celebrity, right? Now, you know what I'm saying, and him being young, sometimes you don't know how to handle that. It's like it came super quick. Yeah. So you got to be responsible. Like, like any black parent would say, don't go out there embarrassing me. You know what I'm saying? Like you out there embarrassing us right now, bro. Like you got to, you got to take some response. I'm sure you took responsibility for it, but you also got to like learn from this. This is, this is twice now. You feel me? Like, you know, you're not going to get too many more chances as a black man with the U S national team in soccer. Black man in Italy. What? In soccer, period, though. As yeah, a black yeah, man, true. In soccer, period. You're not going to get too many more shots before you get labeled a menace, before you get Balotelli out here. You know what right, I'm saying? Right. So, bro, need to chill out, man. Take some time. Take some time out. I think he's suspended with Juventus now, too. They're like, yo, you got, you wilding. So, um, you need to take some time to reflect and, and get it right. I don't care what you did. It's not my business. You feel me? So, you broke the rules. Cool. I don't care what you did to break them. As long as you didn't kill nobody, hurt nobody, whatever. But, um, yeah, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta get right. You gotta be upstanding from this point, from this point forward. And the thing is, he probably and yeah, you know, the first time it happens, all right, whatever. Maybe he's just thinking maybe it's bad luck. I don't know because I don't know how it all happened. I don't know how how it all went down. And this situation kind of the same thing. He probably thought whatever, and maybe this is the wake up call that he gets. As, but I also think if he gets back to Juventus, balls out, he's going to get called back yeah. at some point. We just saw Greenwood and Foden do the same, do something very similar to this. What last October and last fall? But you and did, you did, but you did see how you saw how Foden got called back a whole lot sooner than Greenwood, and even though yeah, well Greenwood yeah. would have been what on is- the Euro team if he was healthy. If he was fully fit, he probably is on the Euro team. So if he if Weston learns his lesson and then balls out at Juve, he's going to be back in the U.S. men's national team picture because he's still see, too damn talented for this I don't team. Think if if the U.S. don't start winning, I don't think Juve really be back wants him anyway. Well, that and and that kind of goes goes into what we were going to get get on with um with the transfer talk because uh, like. It was kind of mixed up, like what happened there, because there were talks of of sending him elsewhere, but he ended up, you know, staying put at, at Juventus. And I, I, I'm very curious, like how this bounces back on him there. Like El said, it sounds like um, he was suspended there as well. I mean, it's warranted, uh, but I do think that it's it's now on him to. To figure out, like, hey, I got, I got to lock in. I got to do right because now you basically got strikes on on both club and country that that you're just, you know, that occasionally you go out and do your own thing. And I'm like, that's not how 
top clubs run. That's not how top teams run. Like they expect you to do things a certain way. And sometimes you got, you got to own up and do it. It's, it is kind of the way it is. But um, yeah, I, I'm just, I found myself just very concerned, like how this is all going to fall out for him. Because again, he is just 23 and that's a long time to, you know, have those kind of type of labels on you and whatnot. But um but I mean I he'll be fine. He'll be fine. Doncaster somewhere. But if he, um, learned, if he learned his lesson, he'll be fine in a f- couple months. Yeah. I just know I mean, that oh. I just I just know that I, I need I need for this scene right here to have happened behind the scenes where Burr Halter is just questioning like like you know like what's what happened what happened here, Wes? Like like I, I see you got a friend over here. Like, what'd you do? No, go, go cut the drones. What? What? I got the draws. Like, what does GTD stand for? And man, like if this happened, this would have just absolutely just made my whole year. But um, of course, during qualification, like we could not be remiss if we did not have a moment where there. The clock got reset once again, and uh, this time, well, once once again, it's it's, it's involving Raheem Sterling scoring against uh, Hungary, and as you can see here on 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 YouTube, yeah, the the Hungary fans were not happy whatsoever. They were hangry as fuck, and I don't know if y'all saw uh, was it like Declan Rice that um that drink that drink <laughs> the drinks that were, that were thrown on the I think it was him and um was it um. Uh, uh, Grealish. That's gross. You yeah. know, COVID is going around. You. That's true. The beer is probably warm. That's my concern. That's probably just a warm flat beer. But um, but uh, but but uh, but shout out to uh for showing for giving a shout out to his homegirl that that passed away from um from COVID and everything. But um, I did want to just kind of just backtrack real quick and um, catch up on some things that happened last week. Of course, we missed the um, the summer transfer deadline, and some interesting moves happened. Um, first of all, contrary to popular belief, uh, Mbappe was not the French wonder kid who went to Real Madrid. That should turn out being Eduard Camavinga, which I'm honestly mad at because I feel that. Given how given how, how low he went, he should have actually gone, gone United. Like that, that was a actually, smart. That was a smart move by Real Madrid. That's it's so going to pay dividends. Maybe not this yeah, year, but in two, three years. Oh yeah, so that's going to oh, be yeah. a huge move. Oh, definitely, definitely. I, I definitely think, like they always seem to catch a guy that eighteen, nineteen year old that is just on the cusp. And then he ends up just being a stalwart on on the club, like you see with uh, Marcelo, you saw with uh, Sergio Ramos, and yeah, that, I I think that just given the the buzz around Camavinga, that might be um, one that pays up in a big big way. But uh, also some stunning moves that um that happened. Um, Antron Griezmann is back with Atletico Madrid, which honestly. I just felt like like <laughs> you should never went to Barcelona in the first place. At least I could I understand him leaving Atletico. Just Barcelona at that point was just not the right move for him. And then of course the the big shocker of 
the deadline weekend was Cristiano Ronaldo heading back to Manchester United. Um, that I feel like everyone put the okie doke on that one because apparently Ronaldo wanted to go back, wanted to make that move back in June, and nobody believed him. And and it took almost going to Manchester City for everyone to wake up and be like, hold up, you can't go there. You can't go there whatsoever. And here we are. But um yeah. Should be interesting to see like how he fits into what he um into what's what's now Manchester United from what he uh, left back in two thousand nine. But um I'll make it in, in, in your face a little bit, um, L, but um, got a little problem here with it, with this, uh, with this uh, table. Um, we got, uh, cause we're going back into the, uh, into the clubs this weekend and um, we're coming in with Spurs, Spurs in first place and Arsenal in last. Well, first of all, Spurs isn't going to stay there. <laughs> and Arsenal isn't going to stay where it is. I don't know how much higher it goes. Can they at least score a goal? We're not going to stay last. We're in the mid-table like last season. They get it together. So I'm not too worried about that. Um, but Spurs definitely this are before not. before or after y'all fire McKellie, uh, fire y'all manager? Um, Arteta has a run of easy games. So we'll see what happens. Um Allegedly. After that, I mean, who who are we going to replace him with? Who wants to come to Jesus. Arsenal? It's so dysfunctional. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, who, hey, who's going to come to Arsenal? Greg gets that job, yo. That is the that is white privilege one on one. If it can happen to Frank DeBoer, it can happen to you. Hell, <laughs> you y'all might go out with Frank DeBoer. Actually, that's, no. I've, heard, I've heard crazier shit, but yeah. Um, but nah, Frank took that job, man. I'm gonna be weak. At this point, who like Frank who like, he'll, he'll go he'll go wherever anybody will take him. Like it's it's, it's that simple. But um, hmm. I I think it's it's funny that you mentioned that though, L, because uh, I definitely see a lot of similarities between what's going on with uh with Arsenal and what's going on with the U.S. Because like yeah, like you could fire him, but then who do you replace him with? And like because who's going to want that job right now? Because mind you. It's, Ars- it's, 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 it's not like Arsenal didn't didn't try to spend. They spent more money than anybody in the EPL this summer, and there's not even one goal right now to show for it. Matter of fact, that's that, overrated. That, yeah, that, that, they're actually clocking current. They're on pace for Frank De Boer numbers because for those of you that forgot, Frank De Boer was at t- uh, Crystal Palace and didn't score, and and one goal didn't get scored for like seven games, and that's why he ended up getting fired. So right now we're on three games. So. Yeah, things might be the term I sooner rather than later. Yeah, we we spent hella money trying to play catch up. So not and not and catch up in a way as like we needed depth, but then people know that like we're so inept business wise that they're not taking our players off, off of us because they know, all right, if I just wait a year, I can get this dude on the free. You know what I'm saying? Cause cause Arsenal doesn't do good business. Mm-hmm. So So who's worse? Y'all are Barca. So that's why we can't that's why we can't dump players off because we got like Eight players or so who are whose contracts expire next year, next season. So like we're just gonna wait. I'm not. I'm not about to pay you a fee for him now. Like I'm gonna just wait till next year, get him for the low, and you know you get rid of him then. 
Was there anybody that you, that you liked um, that y'all got? Uh, no. I mean, to be to, <laughs> like, I I didn't really have any expectations. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm I'm to the point now where let's just see what happens. You know, I don't have any expectations. Like, we some of these some of these no name dudes that we got could end up being you know stars down the road. Like that's kind of like the winger. It could be, but it just won't be at Arsenal, and that's and that, that's part of the problem. Like you got, you have young guys there that have a whole lot of potential. The problem is, is that they'll develop, they'll, and but they won't have the results at Arsenal, and then they'll go elsewhere and get all the trophies that they want elsewhere. And that's, I don't think you have any guys that that are truly committed to, you know, seeing things through at Arsenal. I think we do have guys who are truly committed. They just be getting shitted on because we have an inept manager. Well, I think that and they're really young. Like, I I feel like Saka is someone that at the current moment, I feel like he would stay and stick it through. I think Smith Rowe just got a new contract. So I feel like those two are going to be like, they're going to stick through it for at least, you know, the next five, seven years. Yeah. But like, we've we've had young players who have a whole lot of potential. But they get, you know, alienated because he's not the coach's guy or for some reason they're not vibing with Arteta or Arteta isn't vibing with them. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's no reason why. Um, what's my boy's name? Center back and center back. Uh, his name is escaping me. I can see his face, but his name is escaping me. Um, Williamson? French. French guy. Saliba, Saliba, yes. Yeah. No reason why Saliba hasn't gotten one run out. You know what I'm saying? Like, dude's going to be on loan. He's going to get transferred out next year, probably. Like, Gwyn Doozy was the only dude with heart, young dude with heart out there, but he just wasn't vibing with Arteta. You know what I'm saying? So, like, shipped him off. Now he's out in, what is he, Marseille somewhere? Ball. Yeah, yep. Marseille. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like we shoot ourselves in the foot. I, I understand the youth movement. They want to, you know, we want to we work young, work our way back up, build from. But, like, you can't keep – if you can't manage personalities – you're not going to be able to manage like a star-studded team. You got to right. be able to manage personalities. You know what I'm saying? Not everybody's per- not everybody's going to like 100 fall in line. You have to learn how to how everybody responds and you know work with them, especially if you see there's promise. And Absolutely, I feel like there's not a lot of flexibility in that dressing room right now. I it actually kind of reminds me of um, my cousin um, um, with the sons. Um, his first job, his first head coaching job was in New Orleans and he kind of ran in that same situation where like he had, the, he was so strict and it, it just, it was never as successful as he wanted to because he wouldn't, like he couldn't breathe. I think that our tennis run the same thing where it's like, you feel like it has to be one way and this being your first job. It's like, you got to kind of learn it. Yeah. You got to, everybody at the same, mm-hmm. like you got, got to social flex from time to time. And, until he figures that part out, yeah, the the Arsenal job. It's too hard to be like Pep. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Arteta thinks he's Pep. He don't have a resume though. He doesn't. Well, that's, that's like, the thing. You, you don't have a resume to to command the respect for them to buy into your system. You know what I'm saying? I'm thinking. Well, he doesn't have the cachet at Arsenal. That's the thing. Is like if if Pep didn't start at Barcelona, where people already knew him and trusted what he was doing, he might he might not have had everyone fall in line so quickly. Whereas you have Arteta at Arsenal. It's like, yeah, you, you played there, but it's not like you were a homegrown player that played there 15 years. Like, it's, it, 
it's not the same. And I think that you're trying to connect with players that you know might not be at the skill level that you necessarily want. And you have to, you know, you have to figure out like, hey, how do how do I get these players where to where I want them to be? But, but um, it also relies on your veteran players to also make sure that even if they don't necessarily vibe with the manager or like they're not completely bought in, like if your veterans aren't bought in. Why would the youngsters be bought in? And I think that's kind of the bigger issue is not necessarily like not everyone's buying it. It's that the people that you're looking to as your team leaders, maybe they're not the ones that are completely bought in. And because of that, then it has a trickle down effect. Yeah. Attitude reflects leadership all, all the time. And I, I don't see a great deal of leadership. And yeah, I think, yeah. I think there was the yeah. results, um, the results reflect, but I, I definitely think that going back to your point from earlier that, and I'm so mad that we that we missed this when it was hot, but the Spurs spot on top is like the milk crate challenge because yeah, there's no way this this leads. I, I am glad though that that Nuno is doing his thing so far, but yeah, this this I just don't see that one last. No, Spurs will not stay on top. Arsenal's not going to stay at the bottom. Like no, it, yeah, I mean, it's only there's too much games. talent at Arsenal for them to finish near the bottom. Or be in a relegation race. Maybe they have to make a coaching change, but it, it reminds me of Liverpool back in like 2011 when Roy Hobson had the squad. The talent was there. It's just that it just wasn't the right manager. He left. Kenny Dalglish comes in and club legend. He goes in, gets the team back on track, sees it turns around. You get to a couple cup finals. Like that is what I could see happening to Arsenal. It's that they might need a coaching change. And just ha- hit a reset button and use the talent that they have, and they'll eventually even out again. These "quote unquote" easy run of games, you get yeah. one or two wins, you're right back at more mid table. Yeah, you can use Atlanta United as like a parallel to that. Like, as soon as we got rid of Heinze, and you know Rob let him kind of play a little bit more freely, boom, four game winning streak. You know, so I mean, that. hold on, did, did y'all even sign anybody this this summer? Uh, Kyle. Yeah, they signed Ibrahima Konate right at the beginning. Center back from uh, Leipzig, so they got his release clause for like oh, thirty-five okay. million. Okay, I remember that. Okay, that's uh, that, that, was <laughs> that, that was it. That was it. <laughs> that's all they did. They didn't replace Wijnaldum. They didn't get another attacker. They didn't get a backup right back. They sold. Uh, they sold some players. That was that, cool. I think. I think people don't realize like how old. Liverpool is getting so yeah. I definitely think a re- like I think we've said it for a while. Like I think a refresh is due at Liverpool pretty soon. The thing though <clears throat> is they are doing it slowly. Like they with buying Konate now, you have your two center backs down the road in the future. Gomez <clears throat> and Konate, you have them. They bought Simikas as a backup left back for Robertson. He's there. You got Jota last year as well, and then their midfield is where that's the area that it's like. How much are you going to rely on these youngsters like Harvey Elliott, who started pretty well this year, and Curtis Jones, and some of the other academy pro? Like, are they going to rely on those academy guys to go with Fabinho? Because Fabinho's still pretty young, Trent's still pretty young. It, it's it's the attack that needs some fresh legs soon. Yeah. 
because Definitely. Mane, Firmino, and Salah, they're all, and I mean, they're all going to be up at contracts too. Yeah. So I don't know. Salah will probably get a new contract. It's just a matter of how much they're going to pay him. Mane will probably get another contract. Firmino might not. And I don't know who they're going to have as the attack after Jota in terms of the next level. Because mm-hmm. Rigi probably isn't in anymore, even though he did a great job in 2019. Minamino, I still have faith in, but he's also like 27. So his time is coming up. So it's they got some good youngsters in the academy, but I don't think it's they're ready to throw them in at this point. So it's just a matter of do you buy... Are they saving up for 2022 and to buy an attacker or two? I don't know. So it's the thing with Liverpool is they have a strong enough starting 11 to compete with anyone. And as long as they don't have another injury crisis like they did last year, they should be fine. But it's going to start showing in two, three years if they don't start bringing in some fresh legs. It'll be interesting to see. But um, we're going to take a quick pause for the cause. Get a shout out from our fam over at Protagonist. And when we on the flip side, we're going to get into this Henny Derby. We'll pay tribute to one of the legends in, uh, in Hollywood who just recently passed away. And uh, we're going to put two up and two down. So stick with us. We'll be right back. Catch you on the flip side. Protagonist podcast is more than just a single podcast. It's a family of podcasts dedicated to the lower leagues. We believe there's something special about the Division 3s and Division 4s of the world. The clubs that are fighting to survive. The clubs that play in front of a couple hundred people. The clubs that are playing for the love of the game. We believe in those clubs. That's why we cover them. Check out Protagonist Podcast wherever you download the shows that you listen to. Hey, yo, lesson here, baby. You come at the king, you best not miss. And we are back. Man, first first of all, I need to give a uh, we need to give a quick round of applause for our guy Yogi. This week, River City 93 is celebrating oh. their 100th episode. Man, my guy. Yo. Did you did hey, you man, I thought you was about to tell me I did something bad? Like, I was like, what I <laughs> No, no, this is this is a great occasion, man. Like so you you, you got the Henny Derby this weekend. You got <laughs> you got the hundredth episode of of um River City ninety three. Did y'all even think that y'all would even get this far into it? Like, cause it, I I feel like with every podcast you're like like, man, I'm gonna do like a couple and then like I'm I'm gonna just, you know, it's it's whatever. Like y'all made it a hundred deep. Hell no, because I thought uh, Grant Wall would have sent out the season assist letter from my ass by now. <laughs> Look, Grant Wall just loves beefing with USL League One podcast. It's, it is what it is. I mean, between you, I mean River City, between Walking Ninety. I mean, like I said, we got we got we got America's Most Wanted right right here on on, on the screen, man. All we need is you Ebony, and we'll be good to go. 
That man does not fuck with us. Nah, that's uh, what's up, man. Like, definitely hitting a hundred is cool. Um, yeah, yeah. I I don't know. I don't have much to say. I never really thought we would have it happen, and it's great. No, I, mean, I, I think what you and Shanir, you know, just that, I think just the whole movement with um, with League One, with the with, with obviously with what you guys started up with. Um, with Butterstone and creating the the, the Hay Derby, like it's it's definitely helped put some some eyes on League One that probably wouldn't be there otherwise. Because I mean, a lot of people just don't even think about you know anything beyond below uh, MLS like that in this country. And it's like y'all did something. It's like yeah, it was organic, it was authentic, and you know it's something that's relatable, especially to us here in the culture because. I said, if, if I wasn't trying to cut down on my weight, I would have a glass of Henny right now. But, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I Henny think need to cut the check though. They do. It, they it do. ain't. It might not be too many years of the Henny Derby thing cutting that check. I mean, you know, that's what the initiative is for, man. We try to get that all together so that way, you know, it it definitely, uh, you know, we we start seeing some dividends around all this. I think y'all are seeing right now. Uh, Desi Banks doing the Golden Spike. Um, a couple of weeks ago, but yeah, um, I'm calling this the uh, uh, Newport 100 Derby, dude. Yeah, you know what? So, so, now so, we you know, go get that Duce check. Someone <laughs> actually, someone actually brought up to me if, like a, a year or two ago. Someone uh, us doing a Newport 100 scarf, and I was like, you can't. Like, there's no way we can do that, man. Like, that, that's just perpetrating. The, yeah, like. But um, but yeah, like there's no way that we can do that. That's just that's just defeating the stereotype, man. But um, so like, fool. yeah, he really is. <laughs> but um, so like, how has the season been going that, uh, down in in League One for for both y'all? Shit, awful, <laughs> hate it, <laughs> draw, draw, can't score, can't draw. can't close out games, another draw. Like that, refs can't do anything. Goals are being scored after the stoppage time. You know, there's 10 minutes of stoppage time somehow. Not sure how that happens. And they score in the 11th minute. Players getting chopped in the face. <laughs> like, it's fucking got players here. being alpha males on social media and they're getting busted and now suspended. Another player catfishing people doing scams. Oh, yeah, I heard about that. That's, that's, that's crazy. That's, that's well, I mean, wow. the, the player scamming thing, the alpha male, that isn't any of our teams, thankfully. But no, the season sucks. I, I, I'm not happy with the season. And mind you, like, we were supposed to have a Hitty Derby last week, and then they just – was it postponed or was it just straight canceled? Postponed. Hurricane. Postponed. It's, yeah. I mean, it's uh, – yeah, it's like we're all trying to get through this this um this season slowly but surely, but – um. I mean, USL League One is good right now. Like, the league itself, like, if you look at the table from third to 11th, there's only three yeah, points cool. separating. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty tight, yeah. Um, that, just so makes it, all the, that just makes the draws more frustrating. I mean, yeah, I could, I could, I could definitely get that. So, how are we looking as far as what's, what's the score going to be uh, this weekend? A draw. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
honestly, honestly, like a one-one draw would not surprise me. Yeah, it might be. <laughs> like, I don't know, man. I don't know what it is this year about League One, but like, if you want to see a hundred percent, like any team can beat any team, is USL League One, man. Like FC Tucson two weeks ago was in the dumpsters, and now they're third in the table. Greenville couldn't win in eight games. They get one win, and they're back up to like third or fourth. That's wild. That's wild. It's oh. no, I, I, I honestly think this match is ending in a one-one draw. I, I feel like both of these teams have not had the offensive firepower. And I know, at least in Madison's case, they just haven't had the killer instinct to see out games. So even if Madison does get an early goal, they'll still somehow concede it. I mean... They're really just going to play a low block and be like, you can have the ball 85%. What happened the first Mighty Derby match? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Before before I forget, uh, Yogi, uh, tell us uh, who who, uh, y'all got on episode 100 to celebrate. Oh, um, well, we did a special Q&A. There's um, a bunch of questions. And we had Darren uh, Swaski on. Uh, did an interview for us. Pretty much just learned a lot more about the club, like a lot of more in-behind stuff. Mm-hmm. Like the thing he's mostly working on right now is rebuilding the kickers up. Because he said when he came in, he th- he was under the impression like, oh, this club's been around since 93. Like a lot of the stuff you would thought were established there were there. And I wasn't. <laughs> so he's pretty much putting everything in place now so that way we can kind of be a stable club. And we're in that process. Like, I think this is the first year in a while, like, the club isn't in the red. Like, it's almost teetering close to the book. So that's good. Um, Yeah. Go check it out. Um, no, And, yeah, do that. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure after – um. After this, y'all be talking even more shit on, on Waka ninety with with Ebony. If you were if, if you were in Nashville for the USA game, you probably saw her in the Capitol stand, also with her homeboy uh, Donna Wine. I'm also up there. You know, I, I heard I heard like nobody wears masks in Tennessee for some reason. Like it's just wild. And I'm hoping that this doesn't mess up the Derby in October because the numbers are getting kind of wild right now, and I'm really trying to like. Like they've already started canceling HBCU um, homecoming events. I'm like, yo, I, I need at least a derby. I need at least that. I'm gonna have my mask on. Like, please, oh, y'all. Like, please, y'all, wear your mask. Like, and get vaccinated. Get vaxxed. Like these numbers are getting kind of crazy. Like I, I heard this um this uh, nine year old just recently passed away from COVID. I'm like, it's getting kind of it's getting kind of crazy out here and. It's clear that if you get vaxxed, even if you catch COVID, you won't. The likelihood of you of you dying is is very very low. So at the very least, do yourself a favor do, and do yourself the people around you a favor. Get vaxxed when you're in big crowds. Wear a mask. All that all that stuff. Because yeah, we got too many good people uh, passing away. And um, speaking of good people passing away, we actually lost a legend in the game. Um, as of what Monday, and it's definitely a, a heavy hit on the culture. Uh, uh, Michael K. Williams 
Um, for those of y'all that don't know, Michael K. Williams played Omar on The Wire, which is still, I don't care what none of y'all Breaking Bad people say, The Wire's the best show ever in life. And it's been a large part of this man right here uh, playing Omar Little, little neighborhood, ripping the rob, robber, robbing the drug dealers, giving to the poor, and all that, and all that stuff. I mean, played Chalky White on Broadwalk Empire, was recently on um, Love Clap Country, which I think he might be getting nominated for an Emmy on that. I, I, I can't remember if I caught the nomination list and everything, but. Uh, y'all didn't have any uh, thoughts on Mr. Williams? It just sucks. I think that's really all you can say. It just sucks that it happens, and especially he was still so young. And, you know, I, I think the manner in which it potentially, I mean, it's just like he was just found there in his apartment. Like, we don't know what happened. It, it's just, it's hard, uh, especially when in this pandemic and all the terrible shit that's been happening and losing a lot of good people. And this is just another one. It it's just hard. And it's like, he's a good person. And it's like, he's a good dude as well. Like I, everyone that's talk about him, it's you can't not hear a good story. I know the, the biggest one I think is like his, the clip with him and Anthony Bourdain when they're mm. doing their show and he's yeah. walk and they're walking through the neighborhood and he's just talking and he sees people he recognizes and talks to them. And it's like, that's just who he you know, it's weird because, like, you think, like, based on his character, it's like, okay, I don't know about, like, he did so well with his character that you just forget, like, before you might forget, like, who he was as a person. And, I mean, I've never met him. I don't know him. I, I just know the work that he's done. But it, it it still sucks, and it's just hard because it's someone that, within the culture and so young, it it's hard to kind of reconcile with that and how sudden it was, too. I mean... Definitely, and, and the works that that he did, I think they they gave such a a soulful presentation to pretty much everything that he played. Like even like little small um, film projects. Like a, there was one they did. I think it was like maybe like three or four years ago, where it's like he's having a conversation with different versions of himself, as far as like being typecast and like how people. Um, perceive him and everything, whether it's like the thug that they saw in the wire or the sense of um, side of um, of himself. And like, I think especially as, as black men, I think we all deal with, you know, that struggle as far as like how people see us and, you know, the way that he was able to express himself through his art definitely, I, I think made him just incredibly endearing um, to fans everywhere, and like fifty-four years old, it's it's not old at all. Like I've said it many times in this podcast, like it is hard damn work getting old. And I know that uh, apparently the story was was that it, it it may have been a drug overdose. I know that when he on the wire, he actually uh, was dealing with a a cocaine addiction while doing the wire and like the fact that he was able to give that incredible premise for for that long and still be fighting his own demons like that's just incredible beyond words but um 
you know, it's it's always like a day by day struggle when you're dealing with drugs of that magnitude. And, you know, it's 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 tough because, like, I know, at least for me, especially um, when I was younger, when my mom was still here, like the wire was like a show that we that we connected on. You know, like that, like we we made that appointment viewing. Like even if I was still living in Hampton and I happened to go to come home to visit, I would usually wait until we watched the wire before I went back to Hampton, which was like an hour away. And like that was our thing. And you 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 learn about about the gift that uh, that he had, and it's just absolute shame because you have like. Project after project, film after film, show after show, like he gave it, whether it was small, small role, big role. Like there's a million gifs out here, uh, gifs out here that uh, just quotes that he that he that he laid out here, and like he he laid that much culture out there, and it's just a shame. You got anything else? Man, it's just it's tragic, like. Still, it still doesn't really feel real. You know what I'm saying? Like some of this, this stuff is beginning to happen so often that it's it almost just doesn't seem real. It's like oh, another picture, you know? Yeah. Um, and we're losing so many of our like great artists in the you know the in the trade of acting. You know what I'm saying? Michael K. Williams, uh, Chadwick Boseman, like these were like craftsmen and like taken away from us way too soon so yeah we actually family man it's it's rough yeah we actually uh, just came up on the um anniversary of uh Chadwick Boseman's um uh uh passing um uh, while we were while we were off on last week and um you know uh, Mason Greenwood um paid tribute to to him um while scoring actually need to because I, 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 I'm so glad that I was reminded about this picture that I actually got with Michael K. Williams. This was uh, back in 2019. Um, he uh, came to an Atlanta United game at the Benz. And this was, uh, I was, uh, I had seats up in the Skybox Suites uh, that game. And I think I got like, a message stand that um, Michael K. Williams was on the Capo stage. And for those of y'all that, that know me, I'm not really about getting starstruck and chasing after celebs like that. But this was a guy that I made sure I was like, yeah, because of that connection that my mom and I had with the wires, like I'm getting there. And shout out to Skate, uh, one of the former execs with Atlanta United, because I was like, I think she was trying to, you know, push people away from getting pictures and shit. And I was like, I am getting a picture. I'm like, this will absolutely happen. And I think she was supposed to um, give me a picture with Jeezy. I think it was like either that game or the game before. And, and, and it never happened. And I was like, this makes up for Jeezy by miles. Like I would rather have this picture and frame it, put it up that this, um, I, like I literally went from the skybox down to the supporter section to make sure I got this picture because like it, it meant that much to me. And um, yeah, it's just, it's an absolute shame that, that he's gone. Cause 
You know, he really was a good like great. And the crazy thing about it is that he didn't start as an actor. He actually started as a as a dancer. Like he actually um, helped uh, choreograph uh, for a lot of um, top artists out there. And he went from that to being an actor, and it's just and and be, and end up being like just as good, if not better. And the, the, the man was just truly gifted, and it's just an absolute shame that he's no longer with us. Um, but yeah, no. Um, yeah, the anniversary of Chadwick Boseman's uh, death was um, this past weekend. Yeah, um, we got a uh, Mason Greenwood paying tribute to Chadwick um, doing it with kind of forever and whatnot. Nobody does does that anymore, but that's okay. That's okay. But um, but yeah, um, I I don't I don't have a pro- proper transition for that, but um, we were um. We we're supposed to come out with um, with new merch on Labor Day. We're actually still working things out with um, with our um, vendor as far as um, printing goes. Mayan, so we ended up having to push that back. The anticipated date is now going to be on the fifteenth um, for for the merch. Um, I want to give a quick shout out to uh, Tigers from my LEFC. They just dropped a really dope. Uh, basketball jersey line i think i showed y'all um i should yeah i dropped it on the socials um this past week if you're interested in this go to lafctsg.com like they got the a dope uh, korean print got a laker style drop shadow numbers like i seen in the person it's absolutely incredible but um yeah go, make sure you go out support them and whatnot um but yeah, the uh, we are in the process of coming out with new name sets styles for 21-22. You see our man Mark from Elaine at a Fan TV with the All Star jersey for Miles Robinson. So that's pretty much to give you an idea as far as what to expect. But there's a lot of dope stuff to come um, with that, and the. Legends of the Culture Hoodies are coming back for the fall. Keep you guys warm. Just to give you all a little bit of a, a snap, uh, sample as far as what's to come and whatnot from your boys at FTC, UTD. And, of course, you can always get your gear at ftcutd.myshopify.com. But um, you know what I'm, I'm, I'm mad about? I'm, I'm You missed the Bishop Sh- Sycamore story, and that's just <laughs> – but yeah, if, if y'all haven't heard about that yet, make sure you do because that was just an absolute mess. It reminds me, actually, no. The thing with the Bishop Sycamore thing is how many people were dumb enough not to do, like, just to double check it. It kind of reminds me almost with Argentina and Brazil and how oh, those players like, lied saying they weren't based in England and then they get arrested on the field. And it's like, no. who are you trying to fool? We didn't even get on that. You know what the crazy part is? That wasn't the craziest story that uh, came with um, well, World Cup qualifications. There was an actual coup that yep. took place in uh, in Guinea uh, over the weekend and ended up having to cause uh, Guinea versus Morocco to get canceled. I'm like, yeah, like we we might not be able to leave the country because the, the country is being taken over. Doing it they they the just left the country. The Ghanaian players, I think, just left the country today. Yeah, I think um, – yeah. Um, the cover to play for Liverpool. And yeah. yeah, that's the only reason why I knew they left the country is because one of the reporters said it, but I think Morocco had left 
like the on Sunday, I want to believe. I think it was Sunday they left. Sunday like or you, early like, Monday. Like you know, it's been a crazy ass um international break when Weston McKinney and his his uh, booty chasing is not even the second best story of that of the week. Like that's just absolutely wild. But um in case you're on, up here on YouTube, of course, like Couple of the hoodies that we're coming out with going to be uh, Brianna Scurry, who just had a birthday, by the way. Um, Saudi Omane, yes, we are doing a Liverpool hoodie. Yes, we are. Thank you, God. <laughs> and the legend Ophenomeno Ronaldo will will be doing this. We're doing. We're going to do the drops a little differently um, um, for the fall, but yes, just be on the lookout for all of them. The next September, October, November, we're doing different ones for each month at, on a limited release. So. Just uh, be ready for that, but um, but yeah, let's uh get this uh this this show cracking. Gorsa, what's um going on on Two Cents FC this week, Mister L? Oh, Two Cents FC is actually off this week or for the next what? two weeks. Um, I'll be out of town, so taking a little break. Um, because the man's got a birthday coming up. Yeah, next week, next weekend. So all I, all I need to know is just where the party at, and you know, so we'll be there. <laughs> We'll be there. <laughs> Ain't no party. Even it low. Um, but no, um, Two Cents FC is off for the next two weeks. Um, but definitely, you know, obviously ch- tap in with, you know, for the culture, tap in with um, Soccer She Wrote, which is a bi- our bi monthly. Um, yeah, so the people. Tell, yeah, tell us, tell us about that. Um, so this is actually one of my ups. Um, but. So pro soccer player Mariah Lee, you know, she's pretty decorated. You know, she's on the national championship team with uh, Katarina Macario um, at Stanford, um, played at Wake Forest as well um, during grad school. Um, she's played for Celtic. She played for um, FF Lugano, OL Reign. But now she's playing with um, FCN. I can't pronounce the name. The team. Doris Jalen. Yeah, I think it's. Yeah, I might even butcher it. We'll have to spell um, it out in, 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 in the post production. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, so she is going to be blogging. So she just signed with them. Um, they're over in, she's over in um, Copenhagen or suburb of Copenhagen, Denmark. Um, she's going to be blogging her experience as a black woman uh, playing professionally overseas. So um, make sure you tune into that. Uh, sign up for two cents weekly um, if you haven't already um, so you can get those those uh, posts when they drop. Um, yeah, that's about it. We got a couple announcements coming up. Can't really divulge at the moment, but, you know, stay tuned to the socials. Um, oh, follow two cents um, HBCU. Yes. Yeah. I just saw that the earlier today. Dropped it today. Um, we're going to be giving you all some HBCU content um coming soon got a got another announcement coming there hopefully soon as well so let's keep it locked man we moving we working you know the team is growing it's getting strong for sure, for sure. So did, you, did you have your downs we just keep it positive oh um all right so my second up okay. is hbcu's getting college game day love for the kickoff yeah season. yeah yeah last so, weekend yeah that was good to see i want to actually see more of that or you know us having our own show for you know HBCU um, football or sports, 
Can we can we can we at least get the 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 full halftime show in the Bayou Classic back? Because like I feel like they just they just they've downsized right. that so much that like you know like you basically get like 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 what a couple play uh, on on the drum line and it's like hey yeah we'll be right back. Yeah, and they're showing like highlights when they come back. Like, can we? That's part of the broadcast. Like, they need yeah. to be part of the broadcast. Absolutely. Um, my downs. Obviously, uh, Michael K. Williams passing. We touched on that earlier. And um, Certified Lover Boy being mid. Uh, <laughs> had higher hopes for that album, especially with, you know, the rollout and, you know, the time it took to produce it. Um, was hoping for more, but yeah, it is what it is. Cool, cool, cool. You good, TK? We'll see how, how, how this how this rolls. We'll see it. What you got, big dog? Can y'all hear? Does that work? Yeah, okay. yeah, there we go. There we go. All right, man. Why, why y'all always call me big, man? Come on. Cause you, cause you taller than me. So I yeah. These feelings, man. I got these feelings. Um, I don't know about your baby weight, man. Like, I, you, 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 you tall. <laughs> Two twenty one. So I guess we'll start with the ups. Um, off vacation, it's, it's been brilliant. It's been fun, it's been lovely. Um, really cherishing the time with my family. And so this is just big, big up on that. Maybe uh, we'll catch the vibe next week. I'll still be in that that mode, that mindset. Um, so yeah, just um, using this time to to reset my mental and just kind of take care of things. And, Focus with the family, get some nice photos, and you know, just kick back, relax. So it's really nice to just do that. And I guess uh, another up would be um, just kind of excited to, uh, to really get back in the season. I kind of missed a little bit of football with uh, being on uh, an island uh, for the last week and a half. So um, it is what it is with the uh, international. I think one of the TVs only gets four channels anyway. So I'm like, Bonking onto. Luckily, all the wife the <laughs> the condos have the same Wi-Fi password, so I'll just be piggybacking. But uh, okay, uh, yeah. Uh, didn't really get um, too much in during the break. You know, to be totally honest, so just like really looking forward to that. Um, we do, I guess another iPhone. Just kind of, maybe not so much football related, but uh, F one. Uh, we have some some changes. So welcome to the uh, the Silver Arrows to uh, uh, George Russell. So that'll be nice to see uh, the 2021, 22 year, or 22 year, excuse me. Um, but yeah, I really don't have any downs. So. It happens like that sometimes. But, I, but I, am, I'm, I am mad that um, that Hamilton is no longer in the league. I am mad about that. <laughs> it, it's a long season. And we got Emma coming up next uh, next week because it's a triple header. So that's kind of something to be nice talking about. Uh, I guess a down would be actually F1 related. Uh, last week's race was trash, man. Woo! If y'all didn't catch that, go, 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 go check out the race uh, they did in Belgium, man. Straight trash, like rain delay. Um, but yeah, man, that's really it. I don't want to talk too much. I'm going to coach sleeping around me too, so I'll pass it off. To one of these cool, cool, cool. KC, man, what you got, man? Trying to think. All right, so for ups, um, starting a new job. This is now my fourth week, so that's been pretty nice. Um, I was unemployed for a while. That wasn't fun. Uh, so starting a new job, actually feel like this company has structure. Oh wow, that that was kind of nice. It was like, oh, there's actually a team. I, I and there's like an onboarding experience. It's it's just the small things 
it, it goes a long ways. And I think that's been pretty good. It's like you have, I have a boss that I actually hear from weekly. So it's just nice, like getting back into it, getting back into working. So it's weird that I've actually been happy with having a full-time job, but I am tired, but it's been worth it. Um, so that's one of my ups, my other up this, the past couple of weeks have been good. Overall, it had my anniversary two weeks ago, mm-hmm. my wife's birthday last week, and then this past weekend just got a. It was nice having a long weekend. I uh, got to hang out with the kids, so we, you know, we're going to farmers markets, we were going to parks, just trying to enjoy the weather as much as we can, letting both of them just live. So it's kind of nice just being there and just being having the chance to hang out with the kids because I know, especially with everything that's going on with this pandemic, like that's probably been one of the nice things is it's allowed me to spend more time with them that I might not have done if there wasn't a pandemic because I probably would have been running around and doing more things. So the fact that I get to hang out with them has been pretty cool and at least have them see what they're seeing, just like going for walks and stuff, just small things like that has been nice with the kids. Um, Downs, trying to think, I guess Wisconsin losing on national television in the way that it did is never, I don't care that much about college football, but I don't want Wisconsin embarrassing itself. That was a tough loss, though. That was a tough loss to Penn State, but, you know, it happens. Well, and the QB that you had the year before goes to Notre Dame and throws four touchdowns the day after. That doesn't that doesn't help. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's that. I mean, but, I mean, they, Notre Dame almost blew that game, but, yeah. But still, like, you're seeing your, when your when you're starting quarterback throws, fumbles the ball twice in the red zone and throws a couple interceptions, and then you look at the other guy and he's throwing four touchdowns, it's a little rough. And again, I don't yeah. care that much about college football. I just don't want Wisconsin embarrassing itself on national TV. That's all I ask. Um, I mean, the the best was your one this year, so just be happy with that. Just be happy with that. I wasn't going to bring it up because I, I, I was not going to bring it up out of the kindness of my heart. But think of the other, uh, the other down. Starting to get to the flu season, so that's been kind of shitty. Everyone's getting colds, and now it's kind of that paranoia coming back of, do I have a cold? Is it the flu or is it COVID? Like I don't know which one. Like that's probably yeah. now starting up, at least up in here, just because it is starting to get cooler. So mm. not looking forward to having that anxiety and panic whenever I have a little cough. No, I, I... man. But yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad you were able to um, to come on. Of course, shout out to everyone with Featherstone, Chris, April. It's the whole team out there still doing still doing the good work out there and still dropping just incredible merch. Like four is still doing a damn thing. So shout out shout out to the whole team there. Um first off, I want to give a quick shout out to uh, the Rose Room Collective. So where's where's the camera? There we go. Yeah, shout out to uh, Doug Riss. But those of y'all who haven't been keeping up with socials, um they have been leading the fight against um, the Washington Spirit owners who have basically been uh, – I don't have enough time to really go into it, but I can tell you that the the head coach, or well, the former head coach, tried to um, transition to a front office role uh, under everyone's nose, couldn't find out that he had actually been fired and tried to let's, do his own PR on the team's website. And I, I, there's been um, – were there reports of um, player misconduct? Well, player abuse, I remember. 
Physical, um, I'm not sure, but definitely verbal and emotional yeah, abuse. Verbal, yeah. yeah, verbal abuse. Yeah, yeah, that's why the coach got fired. Um, and and then just yesterday, they hired a former DC United head coach uh, Ben Olson to be the president. I'm like, and, and and this quote just honestly just blows my mind that he said it was like, yeah, I don't have um any experience in women's soccer, but you know, you know, it's, it's cool. We'll make it work. So. <laughs> I'm like, did they just hire someone like, hey, he he doesn't have the move. He's already here. Let's just go ahead and, and you know, give him the job. I'm like, we got to do better, y'all. Like, so whoever it is that, that wants to buy the spirit, please go buy the like, – tell the team, Steve, I, I wish I had it up on, on the slideshow because, yeah, that needs to happen. But definitely shout out to, to Doug, Riss, Sarah, and the rest of uh, the Rose Room um, leading this fight because, yeah. There's there's a lot of stuff happening. You have that. You have uh, issues going on with um race Louisville. Um, that their coach just got recently got fired. Like, I I I, I swear, man. Like they're gonna mess up this bag with NWSL. Me and I'm end up having to start up a, a new league again because too many owners just can't get the shit together. But um, so yeah, that's uh, shout out to. Rose room, I guess that's a up and a down. I'm not sure, but um, yeah. and speaking of Washington Spirit, uh, special episode of Unfiltered with Kaya McCullough be dropping. Yes, yes, because yeah, she uh, she has definitely a firsthand experience with um the issues there, and uh, yes, yeah, it's, it's been um just the stuff that she's put out on social media has been really emotional. You know, this the the bit lightly because you're talking about somebody's career that got affected in large part of what's was finally falling out now. So, so yeah. Um, Make sure you subscribe to her show um, and listen to the season one. She she hasn't just started talking about this stuff. She's been talking about this stuff. Nobody has that, been listening. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So go listen to season one and you'll you'll get an idea of what's really been going on. Yeah. Um, an, an actual down um it's just been the uh, the news out of out of texas uh regarding the abortion laws that have uh really just uh, honestly it's kind of i love love all of us kind of really stunned as far as what they've been allowed to pass as far as you know you talk about reproductive rights for women in in texas to basically you're saying like if once you're at past six weeks um, yeah, you can't get, a, get an abortion, you know, however you feel on that, we totally understand, but at least, you know, whoever needs that access and wants that access, at least allow them to get that safely and, you know, where it doesn't, doesn't put them in any danger of health. But, um, but yeah, it, it's just real scary because now that that's been allowed, you see other, other states, Florida, um, talking about possibly um, passing similar bills and just going to have that. I mean, it's funny. Like I saw some, so actually the tweet was actually from two years ago, but like, if we're going to go that far, are we going to start with child support at six weeks? Are we going to ch- talk about insurance on the child at six weeks in case they miscarry, you can collect insurance on, on that child. There's a lot of things that like this type of move, sets a lot of things in motion that if you want to go that far with it, you know, this actually could end up 
being costly to insurance companies, states, and all that stuff. But um, you'd think we'd be done with this by now, but apparently people don't want to keep their mind, keep their, their business out of, out of women's bodies and everything. But um, hopefully uh, legislation can come in place to where it's an even keel across the board, no matter what state you're in, because a, what a woman should be able to do should be should be their choice and their choice alone. Um, and this is also why elections matter. Absolutely. That's why you need to take that shit seriously, because you can think that my vote doesn't matter. But when shit like this starts happening, it's because the people that think their votes don't matter. Don't go out and vote and allow people like what's going on with Texas being able to do what they want. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. Um, As far as ups go, um, honestly, I'm not I'm not even sure right now, <laughs> like because uh, everything's just—it's just honestly, there's been a lot going on right now. You have people recovering from um, Hurricane Ida, both down south and up and up on the east coast. Um, you have um, the Afghanistan stuff that we talked about in the last episode. You have this going on in Texas. Like, it's it's a lot right now. You know, hopefully wherever you are, you know, you have good people around you. And you're keeping your keeping your vibes up, and you, know, you figure out a way to keep keep this going because right now it's tough. And so yeah, I just want to give a you know just a a virtual hug or a pound, dab, and everything. You know we can we can social distance and all that stuff. <laughs> and uh, you know just you know like we're, we're in this we're in this with you, and um, hopefully you know we all get through this. Um, as much as possible. Those of y'all in California, don't forget to vote next week for the recall. Because yeah, uh, it's a lot of people. It's a lot of unserious people in California trying to become governor, and that that they end away. But um, I really like. I hate not having it up, but yeah, like I said, just go vote. Yeah, if you're in California, go vote. But um, but yeah, that's uh all we all I got for um for this week. Next week, we actually have the um. Founders of League Two Club, one Knoxville SC, on this coming on the show with us, and um, we talk about their founding and, and everything. And uh, so hopefully, we'll be back in some good, some good vibes. Maybe Burr Halter will still have his job by, by next week. Maybe not. We shall see. But um, as as always, you can catch us on social at FTC UTD. All right, that's what's up. I'll take that uh, on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. We're low key on on TikTok. We just we post videos and everything, but that's okay. But uh, where can they find y- y'all? As always, Cal and L. Well, you can find me at Kyle Coche. Um, you can find Featherstone at FWD Featherstone, and then you can find Walkin Ninety at Walkin Ninety Pod. Cool. Yeah, you can find me at. El Sharik up here. If you're on YouTube, you can see my at up there. Um, follow all of Two Cents Sports socials. Um, two Cents, Two Cents dot Sports on Instagram. Two Cents Sport on Twitter. Um, two Cents FC on Instagram and Twitter. Um, and Two Cents HBCU on Instagram and Twitter. So, that's four that's four accounts so make sure you follow all four of them and um yeah, yeah definitely give us some love because yeah the team is growing and uh the team's getting strong but um but yeah man um 
I think we're. I, I think the storm storm's about to hit Atlanta. So I'm a. I'm a deal with my grandma and turn and unplug unplug everything. And, until this week, we'll, um, are you coming to the game this weekend? Or are you going to be out of town? Who me? No, I'm talking about um TK. TK. I need I need the flag, man. Like, like need the flag flying, man. <laughs> <laughs> cool, cool. I just, I just saw my ticket back for a while now. Cool, cool. That's what's up, man. But yeah, till next week for TK, for Cal, for L, for Yogi. Again, congrats on the 100. The culture's real. The culture's everywhere. Get vaxxed up ASAPly, my people. Do that. Do that real quick. We'll holler at you guys, and we out. And end wrong button.